Please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. We shouldn't have played the old Golden Blue! Owen Smith, like a runaway beer truck. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, what a catch, Gary Jennings! West Virginia is a special place. Welcome to the Section 3 or 4 podcast. And, uh, God, I, I don't know. I mean, I, here's you watch. The Neil Brown era is over. It was yeah. kind of hanging on by a thread. Then he beats Baylor. Everyone's about to hop on, and we go out to Lubbock and just get completely blown out, completely embarrass ourselves. He's so that's own, it, man. He's 0-4 in Lubbock. 0-4 against Texas Tech. Or against Texas Tech. Keep sorry. in mind that Texas Tech fired their coach last year, so it's not like they've been on a great run or anything. Right. And I think one of the common threads throughout those four losses is we were not ready to play. That's that's the most disappointing part to me, you know. And, and I mean, you you heard it in his post game, you saw it on the field, you know. What does it take to get these kids to ride an emotional high? You win and quote-unquote emotional game Thursday night against Baylor. And then you come out flat, you know, and, and, and Brown even said it, this is probably the worst that our offense has played. And wait, did you see that? Oh, sorry, Leslie just threw another tunnel screen. You mean Harrell? Or Harrell. Leslie's a whole different ball game. And then, but and, and my captain texted me in the middle of the game, and uh, he said, he said he'd like to know the breakdown on that tunnel screen and the yardage that we actually get from it. I'm just shocked. I mean, Texas Tech is what Texas Tech normally is. They want to roll up a bunch of yards and run a hundred plays. I think they ran 107 plays. Yeah. They want to turn into a track meet, and I understand that we wanted to try to run the ball and kind of chew up some time and give our defense a rest. Flip side of that is you could throw the ball downfield the whole game. Yeah. And we did for a few spots and we got PIs. Wheaton got Ford Wheaton got the touchdown, but we didn't do that hardly at all. It's like no. they had the twenty thirteen Seahawks secondary back there. We didn't challenge those guys. I don't know what they were doing on offense. I don't either. I Daniels played terrible. He did. Worst worst game that I've seen him play. For us, I mean, normally you could say, you know, there was a there's a bright side somewhere, but yesterday there wasn't on offense, there wasn't on defense, there wasn't, you know, I I guess punting. I mean, we we <laughs> we punted the ball very well. 
<laughs> it normally means you had a bad day if the yeah. punter's the bright spot. You know, Daniels didn't play well, but can our guys make a 50-50 play? See, so I have so many issues with what we did offense. Before the end of the first half. Why do you throw why that to Why do you throw it to Reese Smith? Yeah. Yeah. You got James, who's like 6'2", Prather's 6'3", Ford Wheaton's 6'3". You throw it to a guy who's under six foot? Yeah. Who had a who had a D back on him that was six two. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That was a design throw to him too. Oh yeah, I mean there was no question when you go back and, and watch it, there's no question that's exactly yeah, that's, who it's going to. That was it's just unbelievable to me. He's a terrible head coach. It's always something. I mean, even against Baylor, I know we won, but our defense was pitiful. They made some big plays. Credit to them, as Neil says. Correct. But they didn't stop Baylor. No. No. Well, I mean, Baylor we, had one punt. We knocked their starting quarterback out of the game. Well, maybe we should have tried to do that. <laughs> that's Texas what Tech. I said as soon as Wilson Lamp came back in. Just go yeah. kill the guy and get thrown out of the game again. Yeah. Just say, look, you missed the first half. You missed the first half next yeah. game too. Just take him out. But it's over. I, I don't think there's any anything that can change. Yeah, there's something that can change it. No, I mean, but the current trajectory that we are on, it's over. Yeah. I We're mean, not going to string together four wins at the end of the year. No, and when you watch, the the concerning part to me was watching Neil's body language post game, And, I mean. He knows it. I think he does. He's done a terrible know. job. You can go back all four years, and there's been issues in – when it is, there's been a fork in the road, and you have to make a decision. To me, he has made the wrong decision at every turn. Well, and what was I mean? What was said to me, and I can't divulge too much of it, but I guess there was a little meeting prior to his post game with some conversation. So, and people want to fire him like tonight. I don't think that's going to happen. You got to let him finish the year out. There, it does no good to fire him tonight. Right. Right, you're right. You know, if if that's the route they're going to go, it does no good to fire him tonight because you, I mean, the person that you're probably going to go after is still in season, so you can't talk to him. Possibly, yeah. The person you know, I want to go after is not in season. He's getting paid to watch TV right now. Urban, no. Coach O, no. <laughs> Dan Mullen. Well, that's who I want. There's, we we can get into our. <laughs> Wish list if that's the case coming up. Um, in the I don't think there's half. much to say anymore, though. It, it's like they say the grieving process, the last part of that is acceptance. acceptance. I've accepted that Neil Brown has been a complete failure and he needs to go. And there's no guarantee that we get off the mat. I mean, the next guy we bring in could suck, too. Right. And what I he has done to this program, and he's a nice guy and it's not personal. But we, for my whole lifetime, I'm 40, insert Mike Gundy joke right there, mm -hmm. we have been pretty good with a couple really great seasons sprinkled in there. Right. But we have been pretty – there's been some losing seasons too, but we have bounced back, and that's in jeopardy right now. The last 40 years of everything we've done is in jeopardy right now because this guy has done such a pathetic job. Do you think it changes has he not, if he doesn't have Leslie as D.C.? 
I don't know. I'm, you know, the biggest thing to me that he has done was start Deggy for two years. Yeah. Because it was pretty clear to me during the Liberty Bowl when he had to pull him out that that was not the answer. Yeah. And what, we go six and seven, lost to Minnesota in the bowl game. But we haven't – what, signature win? What's our signature win? What has he done – while he's been here, I, I've said it over and over, and at this point, I'll go ahead and tell my buddy Curry, I'll see you later because the rest of this podcast is probably going to be negative, and he's turned it off a couple times because of our because ne- of direct negativity. But um, I've said it over and over. His signature win, when you look at it, his signature win was at home against a horrible number fifteen ranked Virginia Tech team. That's his signature win. <laughs> Where's it go from there? There isn't one. He's twenty and twenty-two at WVU. You know, I understand. It's a it's a shot in the dark. It's a crapshoot. If we move on past him and go get somebody else, I understand it could go. You know, you can go get Sean Clark, and he could turn out to be just like Sutterfield down in Louisville, and go to shit. It could be. You know, or TCU, you can, man. Well, yeah, they were bad last year. Look at them right now. Right. I was going to say, or you can go get a Dan Mullen. You can go get a, um, I mean, Urban Meyer. You can go, and they could be a crapshoot. They can come to West Virginia, and it could go to shit. Or you could end up getting damn Joey Fields from Herbert Hoover, and he can go up there and turn it all all the way around. I understand this is shot in the dark. But at a certain point, and the climate of today has been, if you are not doing what the coach at TCU is doing, the coach at Texas Tech is doing, freaking Leopold at Kansas is doing. That's another one, yeah. I know they're, what, five and three now? But 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 still still. a miraculous turnaround, right? I mean, they were so bad for 10 years, and – you know they're they're competitive unless uh, unless you're showing improvement and not stagnation or declining on one side of the ball or the other in a given year i think stagnate stagnating is the correct term for this we have not gotten better no you know there's and, talent too i don't i'm sick of that excuse and brown even said in his post game he said it's it's the same repetitive mistakes and he says he's going to hold him accountable now, but we've been making the same mistakes for four years. Drop passes. I mean, Garrett Green finally gets in the game, throws a dime, drop. Yeah. There's no accountability. I don't care what he says. I mean, he he is just, in terms of being all talk, he's all talk. No results. Zero. He's not even that good of a recruiter. I'm I'm sick of hearing that, too. Yeah, people are talking, you know, you'll lose this recruiting class. And, fuck, and, and, fuck it. But I don't think you do. You might not. I don't care. It, he cannot be our head coach anymore. That's the bottom line. Because here, you could lose this. I mean, again, it's a shit show. If you keep him, you could lose this recruiting class because kids are like, yeah, I, I'm not going there to be, you know. Coordinate. Right. You know, or you fire him. And they're like, oh, that was the guy that recruited me. I'm not coming there. Anymore, you know, until they sign that dotted line and show up on campus, it doesn't matter what your 
projected anyway. And then they might leave at the end of the year. It it doesn't matter to me. You can But the concern one of the concerning parts to me, you know, and, and everyone knows I'm buddies with McAfee. So McAfee was on game day and they did that uh hot the hot questions. And they asked him, you know, the question he had said stop on was most disappointing team in college football. And he turned around and said to him, it has been WVU. He said under Neil Brown, he said we were supposed to trust this climb. And in the words of Hoppy Kirchival, now you're fearing the descent. Well, there's no longer fear of the descent. We're declining. <laughs> I disagree with McAfee. Miami's a lot more disappointing, and the most disappointing team by far is Texas A&M. Well, but McAfee just said right. personally to him. I mean, yeah, it, it, right, right, right. And but, that's that's he said to him personally. It's us because you know what though he is probably the most visible WVU guy in terms of like the college football sphere, and for him to say that is pretty bad. Correct. So, you know what, Pat? Hey. Open up the checkbook and help us get rid of this guy. Well, um, the the rumor is there's there's been a lot of talks with the money people. I hope so. You know, your McAfee's, your Irvings, your Kendricks, your Ikes. I mean, yeah, I'd say they're they're working all that out right now. Yeah, well, I, I'd Passing say that around. I, I'd say there was probably some text messages and phone calls exchanged last night from what I was told that and I, I, I hate it I like Neil yeah. I think he's a good guy he's I a good too. person he and he was a great group of five coach and I mean he was yeah, a giant killer he wanted down there Troy and, and I thought it was going to work I was first in line to get on the Neil Brown ride and I'm not afraid to admit I'm wrong because he's been terrible yeah I wonder There's, if you can negotiate his buyout down Probably not. I wouldn't. I would. No, 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 no. I mean, if I was Neil Brown, oh, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't have fired him either. But you know, will will West Virginia try if they try to get rid of him to negotiate it down? Absolutely. But if I was Neil Brown, I'd say kiss my ass, pay me, pay me my money. We pay agree. me my money. Yeah. I did. I did a terrible job. We, but I want all my money. Pay me my money. You agreed to the contract. I mean, that's exactly what I would say. Kiss my ass, pay me my money. You agree to twenty million dollar buyout, or you could wait till January, and it drops. No, he's to, out at the end of the year. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I would say at the close of the Oklahoma State game in Stillwater, within a few hours, you will see a message on the ESPN ticker saying saying West Virginia has fired Neil Brown. After going, and they will post his terrible record. But Barry, Barry, Barry just texted. So, for all y'all want to know, TCU is now a noon kick. I told Barry, I said we go down there and win. We're a three thirty kick. We go down there and get get our ass stomped. I said it's easy a <laughs> noon kick. And he goes, I don't know. He said, Have you looked at the rest of the schedule for next Saturday? I said, I sure have. I said, but here's the thing. We get our ass kicked. They're not going to put us at a 3.30 or a 4 o'clock or a 7 o'clock game. I said, we'll, we'll be a noon kick. Well, they just released it. I TC appreciate that kick. because I, I want that over with, that game over with who, as quickly as possible. The question is who shows up? Who goes? 
you had uh, on a Thursday night Baylor, you had forty two thousand. They're top ten. I mean, I'm sure we'll have fifty thousand people there. It's a Saturday game too, but but it's a new kick now. I you know going up there and expecting us to win is a whole different story. I don't think we'll win. I would be curious to see that spread, and I would hammer TCU as long as it's not like forty five because oh, we shoot. suck. Might hammer it at forty five. <laughs> Our defense can't stop anyone. Yeah, I I'm over Leslie. He's done a terrible job this year. I don't know whose decision it was to bring in all these guys from FCS, but whoever made that call should be fired too. It was probably Brown. Just get rid of all of them. I don't even care about Graham Harrell. I mean, Graham Harrell's done a pretty good job this year, but we're not world beaters on offense. It's hard. We don't have explosive plays. And that's it I mean, each job each drive is it's tough. Like we have to grind it out. Yeah. Like the big chunk plays from years past with either Will Greer to Gary Jennings or Pat White, they're long gone. We don't do anything easy anymore. We're not very exciting either. It's no. just been a dull brand of football for the last four years, and I'm ready for it to be over. He's got to go. The line's not out yet. It doesn't look like. I'm thinking I- it'll be three – 17 to 20 TCU. 17 to 20? Yeah. That's a lot, man. West Virginia at home is how, – how often are we a three-touchdown underdog at home? Not very often. Not very often. I mean – What you can know, you say? I, I'm – it's over. The only thing to say is you you've got to – you haven't been able to get your kids up. You haven't been able to hype, you know. They were hyping at Pittsburgh, you know. They they've they showed flashes of excitement. But now it's 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 a downward spiral, I feel. Could be. Could you be. know. You know Jordan Leslie knows and I mean your midget league coaches could do, could figure this out that if your secondary is not good you have to get pressure but yet we go with three down linemen and apparently TCU is the worst in the league in terms of giving sacks up yeah TCU or Texas I'm Tech. sorry Texas Tech yeah I don't even care anymore I hate this conference hate our program it's just everything sucks well the the conference is going to get interesting next year because Houston and all them join. And, That's going to be a mess. And Fox Fox has already told – Fox and the Big 12 has already told Texas, oh, yeah, the, this rumor that you we're going to let you out early, uh, that that's not happening. You're, Do you want them around, though? Money and revenue-wise, right now, yes. I, I just – I'd let him go. I don't – I think that this new league we're about to be in is going to be – it's going to be a little different, but it'll be exciting. It'll be – every team's going to be even in terms of, like, resources, not – you know, we're nowhere near the program that Oklahoma State is. No. But in terms of resources and what you can spend, and everyone is pretty close. It's not like Texas and Oklahoma that are just raking in astronomical revenue – 
compared to the rest of the league. I just I, I hate the Big Twelve, and it's nothing against the Big Twelve because we we've never fit, we've never belonged. We had to do it was a lifeboat off the Titanic. We yeah. had to get on it, and I would rather watch a shitty Pitt and Louisville game than Texas, TCU, and Kansas State. Amen. Like I was more interested last night in the Pitt Louisville game, right? Mainly because I wanted to see Pitt lose, and hopefully they're as miserable as we are right now. That, to me, is more interesting. And I don't know what the future holds for us. I think I think some of our struggles are due to us being in the Big 12. We just don't fit. And I yeah, know it's been, what, 12, 11 years? 11 years. But yeah. here, here's the thing. I mean, we don't. you say we don't fit. Under Dana, we competed. Right. Well, you're right. But under, under Dana, we competed. And as, as smug – and everything as Dana was, you know, the fans the fans were done with him. I just thought he was never going to win the league, and we had to change up, make a change. I, I didn't – I personally liked Dana. I thought he was funny and entertaining, and we definitely played an entertaining style of football. It was, frust- it was, fun. It was frustrating, but it was also fun. Right. I mean, there were some exciting I mean, games, but – it was just time to move on, and he was here for eight years. He's the second winningest coach in Mountaineer history. Yes. I don't think people realize that. No. He was at WVU longer than Rich Rod was. Correct. And it was just time to move on. He got a big payday. He got what he wanted. Now, how much right. longer is he going to be in Houston is a whole other deal. But Again, you going to fire me? Just pay me pay me what I'm yeah, due. That, if, I, if I can rant about anything or one thing, it's paying coaches. Coaches yeah. are full of shit. They're salesmen. Most of them are not worth it. I mean, you have your elite guys like Saban and Dabo. Yeah. And the guy at Georgia, Mike Gundy, in my opinion, is one of the top five coaches in the country. By oh, far. absolutely. I've always liked Gundy. Yeah, I like Gundy. Gundy does. I've liked Gundy for multiple reasons. One, he wins. Two, he gets his kids to play for him. But three, he's a class act. Yeah, he's a good dude. I Definitely. Mean, you saw, especially when. Uh, when they retired, um, oh yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, he major number. Yeah, yeah, he left his own huddle with his team during a timeout to come over and dap him up and hug him and congratulate. He, he doesn't him. act like he's some genius and he's figured the game of football out like no. some of these other guys do. No, he's evolved. Yeah, he understands. But I think Gundy's the type of coach that understands his shortcomings. He doesn't have the ego of, like you said, I know it. And that's that's what I'm wondering, especially with that play calling on our end yesterday, is how much is Graham Harrell actually calling these plays? How much is – you can't tell me this is 100% Graham Harrell's offense. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we don't know who was calling the plays last year. We heard it oh. changed depending on field position. Well, that's true. But you you look – and Chris Walters with Integrity Insurance. Good plug. Yeah. Um, I talked to him last night at St. Albans Pub Crawl, and he said that the coach's contract should be performance-based. You win this, and you win this many games, and you do this, and you do this, we pay you this. You go four and eight, you get this. That you, I'd be in favor you of that. Know, your buyout at four and eight is this. Your buyout at top performance is this. And make it all a performance-based contract. I bet you Texas A&M 
would prefer that to what they're going to be on the hook for. Well, let's just say Jimbo may be looking for a job, and West Virginia might be the only people that offer him a job. Yeah, so. I don't want that guy. I'm sorry. I don't get the hype. He had, what, two or three really great years at Florida State. You, you don't get the hype. You don't get the hype. I'll tell you, the only hype that surrounds Jimbo, he's a West Virginia guy. That's all people hear. That's all people want. And I'm so sick of people saying – we need someone with West Virginia ties. Maybe on your staff Maybe, somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, you know, you call Jamal Adai and say, hey, we're going to give you a D.C. position. You're also going to be our head recruiter because you know how to bring people. <clears throat> one, you know how to recruit. And two, you you know the way to get people to come to West Virginia because you played here. Your, your name recognizes, you know, game recognizes game. And – he know you know his name would be something to to draw people in, but other than that, why do you have to go get a head coach that has a tie to West Virginia? You don't. Neil didn't. No. Dana didn't. No. Yeah, you don't need Don Nealon didn't. No, Nealon was a Michigan guy. Yeah, he was he was like our fourth choice, right? And then and they interviewed that. him and were like, "Okay, this is who we need to make our head coach." Yeah, and it's really interesting out. if you read his book. He didn't think he was going to get the job. He was told not to take the job by Bo Schimbeckler. Right. And basically went in and chewed chewed some ass and told the AD and whoever else was in the meeting how bad and how bad they were and what they needed to do to get better and they were like this is our guy. Like he gets it. Well, right. He didn't sugarcoat. I mean, he right. just came in and said, "Here's your shortcomings, here's your downfall, and here's how I plan to fix that." Now, you got to understand the job, though. That's the thing with West Virginia is you're not going to get big recruits. But when, Every now and then, you might get one. But but Rod always found those diamonds in the rough. Neyland always found the diamonds in the rough. You know, now, granted, Neyland also had some, you know, Neyland had, it was a different time back then getting guys in. Yeah, you but, didn't have to worry about the transfer no. portal. You could build a team over the course of three years. And right. That's what he did. He, he had... He would have a down year, but then he would bring guys in and every third or fourth year would have a really good team. Now we just are trash every fucking year with Neil Brown. I People are going to be happy when he gets fired, but it's not something to celebrate. No, we it's are, a bad thing. Yeah, we are in deep shit. I don't know if people realize that or not. You know, now, my buddy Gene said that you know this is going to set us back by firing him. I don't see that. It could, it could not, but you, you it, can't. It, it all depends. I mean, it it all depends on the next hire. Absolutely, you can't carry on like this, though. You know, and the the bad part is, I mean, look at Chris getting fired. Paul Chris gets fired, had, was having hella years, and had, was having one was on the track to have a bad one bad season at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they said, see you, pal. You know, is, is this going, is this the new climate? I mean, I understand that everyone's wanting uh, instant gratification. And you're not going to get an instant gratification, especially at a team and, and school like WVU. You know, not bashing us, but that's just not who we are. You know, it's you're not going to necessarily get a coach to come in here and – in one year turned around but it's not unrealistic now 
seeing what's going on in this climate to that a coach doesn't turn a team around in two years. You know, I think I think you can do it in two. I think Don you can did do it, it in two. two. Rich Rod did it in two. Dana technically did it in two. I mean, uh, I mean Dana. It's kind of an outlier. I mean, right. Stu that, left him some talent. There wasn't a whole lot of depth, and then we made the conference switch. Which, but was, that's why I said technically. Yeah. I mean, he. It was exciting. It was exciting. There's no, and, and that's what I meant by no technically did it in two. His record didn't reflect early. Yeah, we stunk in year three, but, but he, you know his teams in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, they weren't great. But I guess the 2016 team won ten games, but they didn't really beat anybody. Then we got shellacked in the bowl game by Miami, but at least you were competitive. Yeah, at least you had a competitive product. This guy, and there's always buzz. There's always buzz going into it. Yeah, this you guy, know. dope. Not competitive. We're in the bottom bottom three. Yeah. We might be the worst team in the league right now. I know Iowa State's 0-4, but... Neil Brown owes me 50 bucks. Oh. <laughs> Buddy, I would have I would have made the same bet. Because he, he has well, I'm convinced glad I only me... Went, I'm, on, I'm glad I only went with 50, 50 and not 100. Yeah, that was probably smart. But all I can say is it's over and... Say lovey. Say lovey. And it might get worse. Yeah. It's like Dalton night, says in the, uh, Roadhouse, it, it'll get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Or the night is always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> and and right now we're we're traveling down a very dark path. Yeah. It's not good. No. And I will say that his post game yesterday, there wasn't – honestly, there wasn't much coach talk. You'd, I mean – there wasn't this minus the their ass will be held accountable and if they loaf their ass won't play bullshit i mean i understand you played a lot of freshmen but you're not going into tcu next week saying hey we're just going to start a bunch of freshmen because so and so loafed i'm surprised he didn't use the injury excuse but good no. for him for not no he because it's mean, a part of the game everyone deals with him i don't know what else to say I, he just he's terrible get rid of him that's all all yeah. we can do great guy but i mean he he you see a ceiling <laughs> you know and i mean i don't mean that in a negative or bad way but you know i mean your your ceiling's your ceiling and we're not what's breaking. his ceiling six wins i guess i honestly think his best coaching job here was year one when he went five and seven because that team was really Trash. bad yeah but. Yeah, you talk about a cover being bare. That five and seven team was bare. Mm-hmm. But he found a way to hide. Well, I will say this: Neil Brown has not been the same Neil Brown since Vic Coning. Since after to let go of as from Vic Coning, the defense hasn't been the same. But Neil hasn't been the same. Vic was Neil's mentor, Neil's go-to, Neil's, you know. When shit's hitting the fan or shit's going bad, it was almost like Vic had that way of of helping him balance out. Yeah, but that was what two years, three years ago. Well, yeah, but look how we've declined. And this the Neil Brown era, in my opinion, is it's all about the mistakes that we've made, costing ourselves games like the Maryland game, the Pitt game this year. 
just so many unforced errors, and then Minnesota you have the game. Well, I mean, we were we <laughs> never should have been playing them. They should have been in a much better bowl. But, well, correct. Um, and then you have games where you just don't show up, and he's had a lot of those, which it's unacceptable. I mean, I can understand if we were on a downhill spiral, losing streak, go, going into tech. You know, then it's hard to get your kids up. I just, um, I mean, like the Baylor game last year where we just got blown off the field. Yeah. If we go down to Texas and we lose 34 to 31, you know, you're pissed, but it's life in the Big 12. Right. You're on the road. It's, it's, a, it's a tough league. And to go out there and especially after beating Baylor, just to go out there and lay down and get your ass kicked, it's, it's just, it just blows me away. I don't understand it. It's unacceptable, and it's time for him to go. That's all you can say. At that, let's take a break, and we'll come back and figure something else to talk about. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! This is Chris Walters with Integrity Insurance Group. If you think you're paying too much for auto insurance, you probably are. Give us a call at 304-346-9181 and have one of my agents work with you on your home, auto, business, or pet insurance. We look forward to working with you. Let's go Mountaineers. been changing lately and i can't tell if it's me or if it's everybody else but i'm done wasting my time on the what was me bush that's keeping me from being myself so look around and tell me what you want me to see maybe you're the person that you always wanted to be why you want to be a sad boy waste your time looking for something that was right here all along i think we're getting it wrong All right, welcome back. And the uh, the text line was going off last night, which was misery loves company. Misery does love company. Um, we're and we're here for it. Speaking of company, hey, run down to the Buck Exchange and uh, <laughs> go down and use section three or four. Get you some gear. Get ready for baseball season because I think that's the next chance we got at uh, winning anything. The Neil Brown gear is probably going to be on sale, so you can load up. Yeah. Load up on that. So go down and see your friends at the book exchange at uh, Patterson Drive and the one at Wiley Street. You can use the code in store for Section 304, get 20% off your uh, your purchase of apparel and everything else. So they've been serving Mountaineers since 1936, so shop local. All right, let's 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 get these texts going. Are you ready? I'm ready. Guys, who is player development and why is player development and coaching so bad with Neil and the boys? It's not like it's been the same assistant assistance Neil's entire tenure. 
Does old Neil shut down any assistant who tries to teach basics and fundamentals? Mark in Columbus, That's, Ohio. That is interesting because it does seem like player de- we haven't really developed. I know they do that Monday night football. And, I mean, you hear about, you know, like Nico. Nico's put on like 20 pounds, 25 pounds. Nico's looking good. Nico, you know. But also, at what point, I mean, Brown addressed it a few weeks ago talking about how, you know, sometimes you're just not that good. And, and you know, and that's why they're, you know, they, they've hit, <laughs> poetically, they've hit their ceiling. <laughs> Mark, go listen to Neil's press conference from yesterday and yeah. listen to him talk about tackling and the lack of fundamentals. Yeah. I think you're on to something, bud. Because drops – Poor tackling, out of position, you name it. It's it's an issue. Correct. All right. <laughs> I know this guy. <laughs> Hold on. Let me make sure this is yeah, you might want safe to, for work. You might you well we're not gonna get us canceled because we get something no, that gets us canceled. <laughs> Our D could stop the O if they called the fucking play like a techno ball. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. Our D couldn't stop the O if they called the fucking play like in techno ball. Throw deep to the midget from Danville. Brilliant. Trash. The whole team is trash. Brown couldn't get a virgin ready to get laid on nickel night in Ore House. <laughs> Chris even said, he asked me last night, he goes, who's the, who's the one that said that Neil Brown is the only one in the country that has sex with his wife and wears a condom? That was Diddy. Diddy is not yes. here today. No, he Diddy partied hardy, didn't watch most of the game. Had a wedding. He obviously made the right decision. We are dumbasses for, for watching that no, shit. We're just glutton for punishment. Yeah. But no, I mean he's <laughs> the the tech mobile reference. I'd like the tech Thumbs up. This is Ethan from Charleston. The nipple slip at Tennessee last week gave me an idea. So which one of us has to dress up as a woman and flash our fake tits on national television to appall Neil Brown so bad he resigns? <laughs> we'll let Diddy do it. That that does sound like Diddy. Yeah. that's We'll get Diddy on that. Look in the south end zone. We'll get him on the video board. If you're facing the scoreboard, middle left, that's where they sit, right? It is. About halfway up. Yeah. Uh, Diddy will be flashing his tits. We'll get so. Diddy and Barry. There you go. The more the merrier. Oh, this is great. I saw this meme on uh, Twitter yesterday. It's the <laughs> it's the Noah's Ark being built off of I-68 yeah. heading towards D.C. That's still just the frame? Yeah. Yeah. It says, trust the climb. <sighs> then shows the climb. It's the Ark being built. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, man. Well, it's 4 a.m. Has that motherfucker been fired yet? I've had it, and I mean I've really fucking had it with the damn all shucks citizens arrest Gomer pile bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even watch the post-game presser, but I already knew what was said. Credit to Tech, they beat us in every facet of the game. Effort just wasn't good enough. They did some things that we hadn't seen on film. I feel like we had some opportunities, just didn't win up front. Well, he's pretty hold close. Hold on, hold on. Same old horse shit, same old Neil. He's a coordinator at best and a babysit youth pastor at worst. 
He wears flip-flops in his own fucking shower. Get him the fuck out of town and send Shane with him. I'm done. Guys, I'm already a Reds fan. I don't have enough liver for this shit. Look here, son. I'm a Pirate fan, so I I, I feel your pain. (laughs) All right. Was that all of them, or we got more? Got two more. Okay. Why do we run an RPO offense with QBs that never run the ball for the last three fucking years? That, yes. I mean, that and that bothers me. End zone read, too, but yeah, totally. Yeah. It's because his, oh, you need a mobile quarterback in this offense, what he wants to do. And we just keep bringing in statues. So. Right. But Which, look. That's probably no, top of the list for why he's going to get fired. No, it? no dig on, no, no dig on JT. JT is great. You know, he had a bad game. He's allowed to have a bad game. The issue is, is when he has a bad game, we've got no answer. But you, Jim Harbaugh said it best whenever the Baltimore Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson. They asked, how was he going to fit into your system? And Harbaugh said, he goes, it's not about him fitting into my system. It's about me fitting my system around him. Yeah, both those plays are option plays. Right. And if you only use one option, it makes it a lot easier to defend. Right. Which so I'm we, sure he'll tell you. He'll give you a winded explanation on why he's smarter than you and we should keep running that. But it's pretty clear that it doesn't, it doesn't work, work. Hasn't worked for three or four years yeah. now. So I mean, Greer wasn't the fastest, but no. Greer Greer would pull it and take three or four yards. And, you know, if if that's what was given. So, but I agree. I mean, you All can't, right. without a mobile quarterback, you can't run an RPO. And then the second part is half of the Big 12 has hired and fired coaches since Neil Brown was hired and every one of them has climbed higher than WVU. What are we doing? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech, Kansas, prime example. I mean. Kansas State. Kansas State. Uh, TCU. I would say that's even all though gonna... I mean TCU wasn't bad under Patterson when they let him go. No. I mean they were just middle of the road, but you know. Look I think at that it. was kind of a Dana situation. Like, how much longer? How longer? How much longer can we carry on with this? It's kind of stale. Yeah. It's not that we're not winning, but excitement's gone, and we've kind of reached our ceiling. So let's bring in someone new. Shoot, I'd hire Gary Patterson. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against that. I don't know. Offensively, you might have to bring someone in but I bet I think he would yeah he's a hell of a defensive coach yeah uh, even though <laughs> Texas gave up 41 points yesterday but he's he's an, he's an analyst. analyst yeah he's not a DC or anything so so it's next Saturday thank you for texting yes thank keep, you keep sending them in they're funny and I and think against- we're all on the same page here <laughs> we're pretty bad Coaching's a huge issue, and just when's it going to end? And I think, I mean, I think you're right. I, I don't see us firing during the season because, it. I mean, honestly, these teams that did fire in the season, all they've done was fired the head coach and move an interim off the staff to that position, you know. And honestly – they the ones that did it were 
worried that they were going to lose said coach to another team. So they're already auditioning for that job. If they do what they think they're going to do, then they're going to be offered that job, i.e. Uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin. You we, know. Uh, who else? Georgia Tech did, too. They, they yeah. won like two games. Yeah. But. but I think Georgia Tech's was a uh, – we're, we're just done. I, I don't think – I think they're done with that whole staff down at Georgia Tech. So it's kind of like cut our losses now Let's and let's – figure out a game plan but i feel you could figure out a game plan without firing brown right now yeah i mean you can you can have what good what good does unless there is like some major negativity and and personality conflicts in that building which i don't think there are i don't think we're just not winning games we're not playing very well let him finish the year let him do senior day and then figure figure out the buyout and get someone else in there it doesn't have to be nasty he knows he's not getting the job done. He's pretty self-aware sometimes. I will give him that credit. Credit to Neil. But I don't see any reason. And you're getting an update. Oh, I thought. No. No. I thought I thought I was. Is there any upside to firing him right now? I no. don't really see it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the value in it. Um, and you start putting your list together right now. They yeah. might have already started. You never know. I mean, well, oh, I'd say – I, I'd say they've started. I mean, but what you do, you know, one, if if Shane Lines wants to feel comfortable in his job, then Shane needs to be calling Ike, calling Kendrick, calling McAfee, and, and getting these guys on board with, hey, you know, if we're going to do this, I need a commitment. Need a little help. Yeah, I I need, I need a commitment, and I need to know what you're going to commit, and I need it in writing. I think they would. They're going to help out. Everyone, no one's happy. No, no one is happy. And you know, and now you come in, uh, Saturday against the TCU team. That was in a dogfight last night with K State. Well, they made another amazing comeback. Yes. I, I saw something crazy. They have knocked out like every start, starting quarterback they played this year. Yeah. So JT, good luck, buddy. And you know what? I will say that I'm off uh, the bashing of Matt Moore because when you because I went through the uh, Pro Football Focus that grades out. Mm-hmm. And um, he's done a good job. Yeah, I'm, I, I need to apologize because how's our? We are one of the top lines in the country. Yeah, at least in wise. the league. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, one great, of right. I, one of the top twenty in the country. You got three NFL guys on that line. Absolutely, Nestor, Frazier, and Milam. Yeah, hope he's okay. I think he is. Okay, I, I, good. I haven't heard that it's anything drastic, I, but then again. I didn't hear that it was anything drastic with uh, Mathis either, but he didn't come back out after halftime till late. It looked like they were – he put a brace on his elbow. It looked like they were possibly thinking about putting him back in. But given the score and the situation, there's no reason to do that. Either. I said he probably dislocated his elbow the way he – He got hit really hard, the, yeah. The way he laid uh-huh. and then came up and was holding that arm real quick, uh, it had to be some type of dislocation somewhere. How's but, Johnson? 
I haven't heard. Okay. I didn't even know he got hurt. I saw him kind of limp off and. Well, yeah, but I mean, I just thought maybe it was a, yeah. you know. I like him. I think he's going to be really good. They're, they've been fine too. The running backs have been fine. But anyway, how are our defensive backs and linebackers grading out? Um, <laughs> our D backs are not grading out great. I mean, there's. I I'm. Watch the linebackers, man. They're bad. Yeah. They are really bad. They bite hard on play fakes. They get sucked in. They're undisciplined. That's they're athletic, but they're not very good. I would yeah. be curious to see their grades too. I I think if I'm if I remember correctly, I think our highest graded linebacker is Koba. But that's just because I mean he's all over the field. He likes to get blocked. Yeah. That's not a good trait for a linebacker. He, he's, he gets sucked in a lot on the play action. <laughs> he bites hard on it. But so, next Saturday, noon kick, TCU. Top 10 TCU. Top 10 TCU. Turn it around in a year. It can be done. And I keep, I mean, I keep checking to see if the line's out. The only, I'm, I will say that the biggest thing that I'm concerned about is one, the crowd, and. Two, those those boo birds will be gonna be out pretty yeah, quick. They'll be hot and heavy. Uh TCU forty two to twenty eight. We'll get some points, but we're not we're not gonna win. Uh yeah. I I'm I'll I'll just I'll ride that on <laughs> on there with you too. I don't think we'll ever really be in the game. No. We'll show We'll have an exciting play. They'll have like a 10-point lead the whole game, 10 to 14-point lead the whole game. So, we'll be three and five going to Ames, Iowa. Which I had, which they I need said a was going to be. They need a win really bad, too. They're own four in the league. They're only, they're only two-and-a-half-point dogs to, tech, uh, to Oklahoma Saturday. Oh, did Oklahoma, Oklahoma didn't play yesterday. No, I think they were off, yeah. which that's, that is something interesting. You know that out of the four years that Brown has played Texas Tech, three Texas Tech has played us coming off of a bye. I heard that and two years I've, have been back I, to back on the post game. Yeah, you know. Now I'm not saying there's some no conspiracy excuse, there. Yeah, you know. But I will say that it it is a little bit tougher because they got time to add an extra wrinkle that you don't see. One thing that surprisingly we didn't see yesterday that was rumored to happen was all three quarterbacks for tech would there was a formation that all three quarterbacks for tech were, would be out there you talk about our secondary's heads exploding you run some trick play with three quarterbacks i i i i still can't get over the fact that they bunched those receivers on the outside and we still played like eight yards off the ball. Yeah. And they got eight yards every play. But that's what we do. I, explain that one to me, Jordan Leslie. That's you what sat we do. there the whole fucking game and let them get I think Aubrey Burks made one play where he got him for a loss, but we sat back there. And then on like fourth and two, we played like seven yards the DBs played like seven yards off the ball. Mm -hmm. Explain that to me. I'm at the point now that I'd I'd rather you play Get burnt. Three. 
yeah, three yards off, try yeah. to jam, try to jam and fight at the line and get burnt deep. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know. I do know it's that over. It, yep. It's Sunday at eleven fifty seven. Go grab some sushi or something. Go watch some football. A little aggressive on a Sunday, yo's for sushi. Well, so my buddy Gene had this big old boat sushi boat that him and his son had yesterday and he sent a picture of it. So now I've been thinking about sushi for Where's your go to sushi around here? Definitely Taste Asia. Over by the either Taste Valley or over by the mound in South Charleston. And well, if I go to Taste Man, Asia. The last few times I went there though, I I was the if sushi did, was good, but the other stuff if I do Taste Asia, I'm going to have to wait for them to open, and I don't think they open. Have you been to the Thai place next to – do you like Thai food? I love Thai food. Have you been to the Thai place next to Taste Asia? Down – By the mound? No. Go there tomorrow for lunch. What do you to. eat, Thai? Pad Thai, curry? Both. Both? It just depends on what – Two thumbs up. That is a free plug, Elephant Thai. Elephant Thai. Because you okay. guys are so damn good. Have you been to the – Faux place there in South Charleston. Yeah, I haven't been down there for a while though, but that's like, a really good place yeah, too. I like me some faux. Yeah, faux's good. We we going to turn into a food podcast. There we go. Nothing so, else to talk about. No, there's not. We just repeated Neil sucks for about forty minutes. So yeah, actually, I think it's going on fifty because we're at the eighteen forty mark, and I think we in the first segment thirty two. So hey, we'll we'll get to see the hoops team on Friday. So <laughs> we got that yeah. going for us. I think baseball is uh, they they're wrapping up their foul ball team, so I think they look pretty good from what I was told. Well, buddy, I got to go to Grits Farm for a birthday party, so yeah. let's let's wrap this up. Yep. Well, you have fun. Y'all enjoy your Sunday. Look we'll, for Diddy uh, flashing his tits in the South End Zone Saturday. Yep, see y'all. Yeah.